fiesta. It was. They were boozing it up, it, screaming were. babies everywhere, mm-hmm. driving me nuts. The kids were cute. <laughs> Welcome back to Addicted to Trails, where we talk about all things hiking, camping, and outdoor adventures. I'm your host, Alexis. And I'm Erica. And in this episode, we're going to be sharing some first-time backpacking tips, including mistakes to avoid on your first backpacking trip. We've made several of these mistakes so that you don't have to. But first, let's talk about our week. What happened? few things happened. Tell me how you felt. Well, that's a different story. So what happened? Um, we went to the Smokies, of course. We we go all the time. Smokies. Yes. But this week we explored the Big Creek area, which we had never been to before. So that's on the North Carolina side. Mm-hmm. So we've we're this is one of our goals for 2024 is to explore more of the Smoky Mountains because we live right here. So we might as well. Um, we've our explored. Backyard. Yeah, we've done a lot of the Tennessee side, I feel like. But we are venturing more into the North Carolina side. And that was what we did last week big creek area we did we hiked the big creek trail to midnight hole what a name (laughs) which is yes it's a super scenic swimming hole that's really popular in the summer to just hang out really cool yeah it's a like emerald green pool and it's pretty shallow so kids can swim in it and everything and then it's got a probably i think six or eight foot waterfall next to it and it's just it's so pretty so we yeah, got the to see color that. Of that water is really pretty. Yeah. So we got to see that for the first time. I'm um, not sure if we'll venture there in the summer because just because of how busy it gets. But we thought we'd see it before, you know, the crowds come in later this year. Because it's a shorter hike and it just leads to a swimming hole, basically. Yeah. But there's other swimming holes in the park that you just have to drive to. So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't get as popular since you have to hike a mile and a half in, but I'm sure it still does. Yeah. And then we saw Mouse Creek Falls, which is one of my favorite waterfalls in the Smokies it's so far. massive. Yeah. So pretty. I guess just looking at pictures of it, I looked gorgeous, but I didn't know how close it would be to the trail and how much we'd be able to see. And it was just... Well, luckily, I I kind of ventured off to the side because somebody was straight ahead just looking at the waterfall. I'm like, well, I want to get a little bit closer. I want a better view of it. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of just ventured off in the little corner there and we found a nice little spot to hang out. Yeah. Just watch the creek flow. And and I don't think I told you this, Erica, but somebody on um, one of the Smokies Facebook pages that we follow um, they said that there's something, there's an iconic photo that everybody takes on that trail and it's called the cathedral. Have you heard of this? No. It's apparently it's on this trail before you get to Mouse Creek Falls and it's a, it's a spot in the big Creek that the trees, when they come up around the, they like frame the water really pretty. And okay. it's like people go there in the fall when it's just, it looks like it's like stained glass. So they call it the cathedral because of how... In the trees? Yeah. So the trees kind of like, instead of just standing straight up Mm -hmm. on the side of the creek, they like frame over the creek in this one portion and it looks really, really cool. So we'll have to see that in the fall. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Like we were just there. I I didn't... We may have seen it, but obviously the trees are... It's not going to shine right now. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Kind of funny that that uh, waterfall is called Mouse Creek because it's not mousy. Like small. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know where you, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was trying to be cute. It didn't work All right. out. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> should we tease something else that we're going to be doing later this year? 
Yeah, I think we, we should. We can't announce it yet, but we are going to be training for a big hike that we're going to be doing later this year. <laughs> that's where I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Pretty vague, but that's but okay. We're going to be announcing it. Well, in hopes of. Yeah, just don't give any more away. Nobody has any idea what we're talking about. Okay, we're, yeah, so we're going to. We're the only hikers in the family. We're going to be um, hiking some pretty strenuous trails in the Smokies this year to train for it. So we're going to be announcing pretty soon. I'm excited. What this trail is. So um, we always take a, a pretty big trip every year yeah. and cross our fingers that this. That yeah. works out. Okay. <laughs> well, make your guesses in whatever. The, in Can you make guesses in spotify like can you comment yeah there's like a, a q a and or just dm me at alexis abroad let there me know. are so many ways to to contact us email us whatever just let us what do you think that we're doing this later this year what what big hike do you think yeah. we're doing what kind of hikes are around in the world all mm-hmm. right okay erica <laughs> <laughs> okay so should we get back into our topic or do you have anything else to talk about for the week that's all i can think of is just hiking in the smokies and it was okay. really pretty all right. So, okay. So back to our topic today, which is first time backpacking tips. Okay. So going backpacking for the first time can be super daunting. We know this firsthand. So loading up your gigantic pack with all the essentials that you'll need for the night and then hitting the trail in search of a place to sleep in the middle of the woods isn't the easiest thing to do, especially if it's your first time backpacking. Preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. So since this is our topic for today, we should probably talk about our first backpacking trip. Red River Gorge. Yes, we went. Gorgeous. Yes, in Kentucky, uh, Red River Gorge. If you don't know it, look it up. Super pretty. Um, It was only a few hours from where we lived in Indiana. So we did this as our, we live even closer to it now. But um, this was our first backpacking trip. We did it in May of 2022. Sounds right. Yeah. So we were... Super excited because we got all the gear for it. I think we got inspired to do it because we had recently started camping in the park, like just regular camping, front country, right by our car. The idea of just loading up our bag and going off into the woods to sleep. Yeah. Sounds crazy, but in our eyes, it sounds really cool and really neat. We had went to, um, I think right after we got back from Utah, we just decided to buy all this gear because it was black friday and we had all these deals I'm like it's we funny might as that well you just... said we what <laughs> what we bought all the gear you oh uh, well i bought the gear i guess <laughs> I twisted my arm oh yeah okay <laughs> but we bought all this gear because we knew that we would want to do it eventually and why not buy it when it's a really a good deal because True. as you if you are going to start backpacking you're going to see that the gear is really expensive especially the lighter weight better materials well there's a phrase lasting. out there in the backpacking hiking world Buy once, cry once. Yeah, because you can keep buying crappy gear over and over again, but eventually you're just going to, you're going to spend more money than if you were to just buy the nice piece of gear once and then never have to buy it again, you know, unless you want to, but it's... Just buy once, cry once and get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you just added that last part. Get over it. Get over yourself. Basically. But I want to stress though, if you're going to get started backpacking, you don't need to buy the most expensive the best gear out there you can start with the simple like walmart tent if you want you know but just know that 
the cheaper gear that you buy, the heavier it probably is. And it's so, not going to last you as long. Well, that, yeah, it's not going to last you, but um, you do have to carry it in your backpack. So just note that <laughs> if you're going to carry The whole it, point of backpacking is going to be you throw everything in your backpack and you, you go on your way. Yeah. So our tent only weighs a couple pounds, whereas if you buy something... Like a $20 one off the shelf. It's, it's going to be like 10, gonna be heavy. 10, 15 pounds. It's going to be... It's going to be on your back really not heavy. good. So anyway, you can start small though, and you can, you don't have to invest in a lot of gear. You can rent gear. You can borrow it from a friend. I forgot about that, that you can rent gear. Mm -hmm. REI does that. Yeah. I think a few different places do it, but yeah. yeah. So where were we? I'm sorry. I got off on a little bit of a tangent. We're talking about our first time backpacking. Yeah. So we, um, I did a lot of research about, um, this, the location. I don't remember why we decided to do this as our first backpacking trip. Maybe because Indiana didn't have anything super interesting, so we just went one more state south. But we found this really. What well, was on? Was it Natural Bridge that we went? Yeah, we so had maybe been. That, that was it. We had been to Natural Bridge State right. Park, which is right by Red River Gorge, and we knew that Red River Gorge was a popular spot to backpack. So maybe that we just kept that in the back of our mind. And also, I believe that your brother said he went camping with yeah. some buddies at New River or. Red River Gorge. I don't remember. Was that he, before or after though? Though that was before. He went so, before us. Yeah, but that inspired us. Okay. I, I did forget that. They didn't. Okay. They, they might have backcountry mm-hmm. camped, I guess. I don't remember. Because it kind of sparked something like, ooh, that, like, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So we hiked a particular trail that you could go as deep or as shallow as you want. So we just chose to go about two miles in and then we started looking for a campsite. And it was really fun because they're not, there's no established campsites. That's kind of the point of backcountry camping is you just find a clearing. Um, just off the trail. Off the trail, at least 200 yards. It depends on the location, but you want to be well off the trail. Um, and so back Red River Gorge, they have, a lot of people have been to this particular trail. So there are quote unquote established campsites. So if you kind of look yonder, you're going to see a spot. Yonder. Perhaps. Well, they're like. <laughs> Like some, like what I mean is people have cleared these spots. People have camped on these day after day after day. Right. So eventually bushwhack your way. Yeah. Like they're already cleared. Some of them even have like fire rings that they didn't disassemble. So you kind of get an idea of where the campsites are. You just start looking, you go off on little narrow paths and look around for spots. Yeah. I think you did a pretty good job at finding our spot. It was fun. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of just following your lead. So I had read lots of blogs to try to help me because this was our first time hunting for a backcountry site. So I wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing before we got there. You blogger you. Yes. I blog and then I read blogs. So it's kind of a full circle. Um, okay. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we hiked two miles in, found a campsite, a couple hundred yards off the trail. It was a really pretty site. Um, it did have the fire ring already, but we didn't make a fire. Why? Well, we didn't have any wood. Uh, we, like there weren't any. Yeah, you can't chop down the trees. No, there there weren't any wood around. So we just right. didn't, we didn't do it. But that is something that we have done before. You can just find uh, wood mm-hmm. at your campsite and just make a fire with that. You don't need to Sometimes bring in firewood. <laughs> they'll either leave it like the people before you will leave the used wood mm-hmm. in the fire ring. And then you can just go and collect wood. Yeah. Dead wood. Dead and downed wood. Yes. Dead and down. <laughs> yes. So we, oh my gosh, I specifically remember a couple of things about this trip. I think we've talked about one of them before, but it was. I already super- know what you're going to say. Is it, is it the bird? <laughs> it's the bird. Okay. So it, like we had the best night just playing cards at our campsite. 
watching the sun go down. We had a really pretty campsite and where you could see the sun going down. And then we... It was so nice and peaceful. It was beautiful. We were watching... I think we were watching a show that we had downloaded in our tent. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember that. And we were watching it. And as soon as the, as soon as it got dark, this bird started chirping extremely loud and it, and it drove Erica up the wall. It's the second you go to close your eyes because you're tired from that moment until literally when the sun was coming up, it was just nonstop. It's true. It, it really didn't stop all night. We have a sound a white machine, noise machine. A white, little portable white noise yeah. machine, or you can play it on your phone too. I don't remember which one I we did. I think it was on my phone. Okay. It just and drains I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to drain the battery. So, but anyway, you could still hear the bird over that white noise. So, kill it, me now. No, I, I love birds. I don't think I have nothing against birds per it, se. It was a very odd sounding bird. I would have loved to know what it was. I think we did record a video of it. I don't know if we have that anymore. We, I mean, I should have asked my grandpa. I burned it. My grandpa would know he what would. that was. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So anyway, it was a super crazy bird and it kept us, it kept Erica up all night. I don't know about me. I don't, I think I was fine. You were passed out snoring next to me. Okay. I don't <laughs> snore. That's not true. Mostly that's true. <laughs> so then the next thing I remember was the most beautiful sunrise. I said we had a great sunset. The sunrise was even better. Oh my goodness. Coming through the yeah. trees. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that made up for the bird. Yeah. So your, your trip was, how was your first experience then would you rate it what would you rate it out of 10 out of 10 i can't give the that much credit to a bird so i'm gonna say nine out of ten okay what would have pushed it to a 10 you just didn't want to give it a perfect 10 so you just did nine yeah because we just we just started you know first time i get that you don't want to start off crazy yeah but i mean everything about it was picture perfect it was and i i was expecting something to go wrong because it was our first backpacking trip but i don't think anything went wrong i think we just we killed it yeah. And we were like, okay, this is amazing. Let's keep doing this. But now if something had gone wrong, I still think we would still love it because well, our, I think we would just keep, keep at it basically. Yeah. Cause our first hike ever, like almost 10 years ago now, nine, 10 years ago in the Smokies, it was a train wreck and we, absol- every bit of it, we <laughs> obviously we, we kept at it. We kept at it and we you just love keep it. learning. So yeah, I think regardless of the outcome, we would have loved doing this, but we've been doing it for two years now, almost so backpacking look at you keep yes. in track <laughs> all right so now that we've talked about our first backpacking trip let's help you guys the listeners <laughs> get started um with some backpacking tips all right so what's mistake number one to avoid when backpacking right. thinking you have to hike a certain amount of miles to be a backpacker one of the most common beginner backpacking mistakes is thinking that you have to hike a ton of miles to consider yourself a backpacker no ours was a couple miles it was the the truth is you're not any less of a backpacker if you hike two miles or if you hike 17 like you are still a backpacker if you're camping if you're taking all of your gear and you're going onto the trail and you're finding a place to sleep overnight even if you're just a mile in you're backpacking that's what it is having all your gear in your bag and hitting the trail doesn't matter yeah so you'll want to ease into the trail especially for your first time backpacking anyway um You won't necessarily want to hike dozens of miles from your car deep into the woods on your first backpacking trip, in my opinion. That doesn't seem like the best idea for your first time. No. Um, So our advice is to hike slow and shallow for your first backpacking trip. We did only two miles for our first backpacking trip. So that way, if anything went awry or we wanted to bail, we wouldn't be too far from the trailhead. 
That's really smart to do. Yes. All right. Backpacking mistake number two, not packing comfort items. Trust me when I say this, you need to pack some comfort items when you go backpacking for the first time or actually any time you go backpacking. For really. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so am I talking king size pillow, case of beer comfort? What's wrong with that? No. Well, nothing's <laughs> wrong with it, but no, I'm not talking about it. Hey, if it fits, I'll take it. For your sanity, I'd recommend bringing a reasonably sized, reasonably weighted comfort item or two or three with you on the trail. So what kind of comfort items do you bring, Erica? I bring unusual things, but they are all small and lightweight. I have a white noise machine. And that's so I don't poop my pants when there's a squirrel outside the tent. And I think it's a grizzly bear. (laughs) Trust me. Trust me on that. Yeah. And also, um, like in Joshua Tree, we had eventful guests to say the least yeah we did we literally had a family of 10 at least was there 10 i thought there was like 20 of them oh there i don't know there was a lot but they're having a fiesta the entire time and they were next to us two feet next to us fiesta it was they were boozing it up screaming babies everywhere Mm -hmm. driving me nuts the kids were cute the kids were cute yeah so you're so all that to say yes you bring a white noise machine I take the white noise machine to not only help me sleep, like it's a calming thing, but also it can drown out all that noise. Yeah, it's super small, so it doesn't take up a lot of space or yeah. it's not heavy or anything. But you can also use your phone too, like we mentioned before. And Spotify yeah, that's has, what I used to do. Yeah, but it does drain your battery, so you do have to carry a, um, a portable charger. So what do I bring? I know that I like to bring a can of Diet Coke because I know that they're heavy, but I'll just bring one. You and your DC. You bring one too. I do. And then we like to bring backpacking chairs. So there's a lot of um, debate in the backpacking community about whether or not these are necessary. We're not saying... Some people hate them. Some people love them. We're not saying that they're necessary. That's why they're a luxury. That's why they're a comfort item. But we just love having a place to sit instead of just on the ground. Or Because what if the ground's wet? What if we get cold? And then, I don't know, it's just more Well, they're so lightweight and compact that you can just throw it in your bag and yeah now you have a spot to sit we have the helinox zero we can link it below in the description but it weighs one pound and it's so tiny but it is so comfortable it has a back and everything so it feels like that way you're not sitting on like a, a dirty rock or a wet rock or get your butt dirty or what there's nothing wrong with any of that and we've done that countless times I but know. after a while you know We've just grown to love a little bit of comfort in the backcountry. So usually well, I don't want a wet butt when I'm trying to eat my lunch. Yeah, I've done that. Well, we even actually when we go car camping, like when we're camping at a regular campground with our car right next to us, when there's picnic tables, we just we still bring our chairs because, because they're more I find comfortable. picnic tables kind of gross. How so? Because of everybody that has also picnic there before. And I don't know what or who they bring or what they do. So well okay. until we get a I cover was, for a picnic table i'm gonna sit in my chair well yeah i was just saying because they're more comfortable that too that works yes <laughs> <laughs> all right backpacking mistake number three forgetting to s- tell someone your plans forgetting to tell someone your plans is definitely not a mistake that you want to make when you're going backpacking for the first time in case something happens to you and you don't return when you're supposed to the person who has your itinerary will be able to alert search and rescue so serious over there yeah If you're hiking with a partner, which I totally recommend on your first backpacking trip, you should each share your itinerary with at least one person. And then if you're going solo, I would recommend sharing your itinerary with at least two different people. That's really smart. And 
I heard this tip on another podcast, and you can even leave a note on your dash saying that you're going to be hiking from now until then. Uh, I've heard that park rangers typically do a sweep of parking lots just to keep tabs on everybody, on cars and people. But I would always recommend to let a friend or relative know so you have more than one source. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That note is very important. So we we're going to start doing that now because we heard that recently on a podcast. Um, we're going to put a note on our dash saying this is where we're going and this is when we expect to return. So right, that I'm way, I'm going to do this and I'll be back. And if they're yeah, not, that way, if we don't return to our car, they know the general area of where we'll be because somebody's going to so, know your car or what you drive or what you're doing, and they'll be able to look that up and see where you're at. Yeah, and most places when you go backcountry camping, they you have to have a permit and you'll have something displayed on your dash anyway. So that way they can keep track of you, where you're where you're going, how long you're going to be gone, etc. That or somebody's going to find it on your dash and come murder you. Okay, well that's <laughs> way darker. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just kidding. Nobody does that. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, well, well. No, it's it's for safety purposes. It is. Let's move on from that. Backpacking mistake number four, Erica. What is it? Testing your gear for the first time on the trail. This is a no-no. Please don't do that. I cannot stress this enough. You need to be testing your gear before your backpacking trip. Even if this is your 50th backpacking trip and you just bought new gear, you need to know how it works before setting out on your adventure. Not to mention, you need to know if there's any defects or any missing parts it's very true testing your gear for the first time on the trail is dangerous for a few reasons one it could be missing pieces it could be broken or you could not know how to use it work it set it up and it could be detrimental to your experience and or your safety just think if you're out in the trail setting up your gear and it starts pouring rain or it's super hot out or you're just losing daylight and you didn't take the time to set everything up in your backyard you don't want to be in the woods when it's cold dark or rainy and you're not sure how to set up your tent because there's no YouTube in the woods for the most part. Yeah, sometimes you get, <laughs> I guess you could say lucky. I don't know. Is that lucky Some, having... Sometimes having, there's signal out there. I know, but is that considered lucky if you get signal? Because I feel like I just don't want to be well, using service. you need service. to set up a tent and you don't know how. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, backpacking mistake number five. So overpacking, that's a big mistake. Overpacking is something every back, beginner backpacker is guilty of. It's nothing to be ashamed of and it's perfectly normal to do when you're packing a backpack for the first time. That being said, do your best to avoid overpacking. Most backpackers forget that even though they think they're doing more good than harm by packing for every possible worst case scenario, they must carry all of that added weight. So each ounce adds up when it's packed into your backpack. That's going to hurt your back. Mm-hmm. Only carry what is essential and what you believe you will need and use on your trip. As always, make sure you are prepared with a reasonably stocked first aid kit and emergency supplies. Those items you hope not to use but could eventually save your life in the event of an emergency. Your pack weight shouldn't exceed 20% of your body weight either. That's a little pro tip. That's a good fact. All right, backpacking mistake number six, not wearing the proper clothes and footwear. So wearing quote unquote whatever for your first time backpacking <laughs> is not advised. Not wearing the proper clothes and footwear could put you at serious risk. It was our first time hiking wearing cotton. Yeah, we wore cotton clothes. Which, I, wore, I mean, a lot of people do that, but don't if you're going to be backpacking. I wore Converse. Not yeah. good traction, just not good. No, it's important to wear clothes that protect your skin from the sun, but also keep your body cool. It's also important to wear the right material to insulate your body in cold weather, but also keep your limbs unrestricted so that you can hike. 
It's also important to wear a rain jacket that will keep your skin dry during a summer rainstorm, but that won't overheat you. So how do you do all of this? Well, I'm going to help you. First, you want to wear a sturdy pair of hiking boots or shoes and wear slash pack plenty of layers for a variety of weather conditions. Anything can happen on your hike. Weather patterns can be unpredictable no matter where you are, especially if you're in a mountainous or desert region. So we should list the types of clothes that we wear and pack when we go. I think you're the pro at that. Okay. So we wear a hiking top and I would recommend merino wool instead of cotton because it will keep you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. Keep that in mind. Yep. Merino wool in general. So any type of, um, we wear like merino wool tops or socks because that will. Those are the best socks. I guess I can say that now too, because since we already talked about that, but we love, um, darn tough brand but also smart wool is good as well anything with full merino wool right or mostly merino wool because that is what's going to keep you we i literally wore the same pair of socks for the entire trip when we went to colorado well you have to well yeah i only had one pair when we went a few years ago and i wore it for eight straight days and they didn't smell stink free they didn't smell until the last day and they kept me dry like they weren't soaking wet with sweat they didn't stink it was amazing they're magic socks they really are it's all i wear we've been hooked ever since so they make longer ones like taller ones for the or the winter to keep you warmer and then they also make regular like low cut ankle you know those lower they're not silly looking like they're they're really nice looking too they've got no shows whatever you whatever type of cut you like in your sock they make that for just so cozy 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 yes (laughs) and then um i'll wear pants leggings or shorts depending on the season and then i always pack three layers in my bag i pack a base layer a fleece mid layer and a waterproof outer layer and then a down coat in the winter if you check out her Instagram, you will see a video on that. Yes, that's true. We did just create a video for that. And then um, uh, different types of footwear that we'll wear, hiking boots or trail runners. And then this we basically just decide what boot or shoe to wear, depending on the terrain, the weather, everything like that. What kind like of that. hike you're going to be going on. Right, because we will wear trail sandals or water shoes for beach and river hikes, but we'll put on our hiking boots for you know, most Rock hikes, scrambles. yeah, anything with rocks or anything where you need that ankle support. But trail runners are good for like summer hikes where you don't need a ton of ankle support, but you want something a little bit lighter. And then you're going to want sunglasses, sun hat, sun protection, obviously. And then if you are hiking in the winter, we bring some cold weather accessories with us, like a neck gaiter, mer- merino hole gloves, and either an ear wrap or a beanie. Such a funny word, neck gaiter. Hilarious. Gator done. All that describing the the different layers just reminds me of the Friends episode where Joey puts all, on all of Chandler's clothes. Could <laughs> I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> yes. Love it. All right. Little backpacking. Friends. <laughs> little friends joke there. Okay. Yeah. But go ahead. Oh, I was going to. I can also mention a lot of our podcast episodes. We do a lot of silly things. They're They're inside jokes. They are. We have inside jokes or we... Or only certain people will get them. So you right. might think that we're just being stupid, which we probably are. But, but we're, we're usually quoting something, something or someone. Yes, that is very true. <laughs> 
All right, backpacking mistake number seven, not knowing the rules of the area. What does that mean? So not researching the trail and campsites you'll be backing it. Backpacking in ahead of time is dangerous for not only you, but the wildlife, the hikers around you, and the landscape. How? Well, glad you asked. <laughs> for, in, for example, if there is a burn ban in your location and you light a fire, you could start a wildfire, which would harm everything and everyone around you. That's scary. Yeah. There's a reason that there's a burn ban. Not supposed to light a match. All right. Anyway, <laughs> if there are rules about where not to camp and you can't set up camp in an illegal spot, you are harming the landscape and potentially getting in the way of an animal's path. Yeah. Just think of it that way. Don't set up a camp anywhere because a bear's, it could come and get you. People have done that before. They have set up camp on a bear path, which they use to go to a water source usually. And they just set up in the middle there and the bear couldn't get through. So the only way th they're going to get their water. So they're going to go right through you, just right, through your, that right through your tent. They're going to barrel, barrel right <laughs> through it, whether or not you're there. So I'd rather just get to water and leave me alone. Yes. Um, also, if you don't get the proper permits for your trip, you could be looking at fines. Another thing is permits are sometimes capped on these backcountry locations, so you could be exceeding the daily limit on the trail, causing unnecessary stress to the fragile landscape. So you get the idea. Yeah. All right. Backpacking mistake number eight. This is our final one. I was wondering that. <laughs> Just kidding. What? Getting bored? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Our last episode, we had, what, 20 million stops? Yeah. Oh, our um, Mackinac what a, whatever yeah our michigan road trip one magnac anyways this is mistake number eight disregarding leave no trace this is a big one yeah so leave no trace if you guys don't know it's an important set of rules that we all have to follow when we recreate outdoors sounds very nerdy but very true this isn't something that most beginner backpackers disregard on purpose mostly the disregard is due to ignorance so we're sharing this with you as our final backpacking mistake to avoid don't be stupid. Essentially, yes. <laughs> but we'll tell you about these leave no trace principles. Verse yourself on leave no trace before setting out on your first backpacking trip and practice and follow the principles with everything you do from hiking, peeing and eating on the trail to setting up your tent, brushing your teeth and cooking food at your campsite. Every time you set foot outside, you are to follow these rules and be an advocate for the outdoors. This is so that our spaces continue to stay wild and can be explored for generations to come. You'd be a great park ranger. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's the best. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. See, I can be nice sometimes. Yes. So, Remember that. <laughs> okay. So these seven leave no trace principles. What are they? First, plan and prepare for your trip. Two, only travel and camp on durable surfaces. Three, dispose of waste properly. Four, leave what you find. Five, minimize campfire impacts. Six, respect wildlife. And seven, be considerate of others. That was very good and broken down. Thanks. I do have a blog post if you're interested in it's all about leave no trace. I break down each of the seven principles and how you can apply it to your hiking and camping adventures. I can't tell you how many times that we've been on trail and it's just littered with Mountain Dew bottles or candy wrappers. It's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. We come across this a lot. Whether it's an adult or a kid, just always take the trash with you. You don't want to be welcoming any sort of pests or wildlife for the next person coming in. Just think of it that way. Exactly. We hate seeing trash on the trail. So it's so disgusting. One of the things that we do or try to do most of the time is bring a plastic bag with us and we'll pick up trash as we see it on the trail, at campsites, whatever, just to keep the spaces clean. Because a lot of these backcountry camping sites, 
they're backcountry for a reason. They're not maintained. So nobody, right. there's no ranger coming in and picking up. It's just, it's, it's up to us to make sure that we keep it clean. So if you're littering, you're part of the problem. Stop doing that. But also it is our responsibility to pick up other people's trash because they have disregarded leave no trace. Doesn't mean you should too. Yeah. So if we can't just leave it there. So if we, if we have the means to pick it up. So if it's this huge thing that you can't move or whatever, you don't have the space for it in your backpack, obviously that's Well, in that case, I would just notify the visitor center and let them know yep, about it. Let them know that there's a ton of trash in a particular area and maybe they'll send someone out and Because pick it up. we've, it's not trash or litter, but I remember we were hiking on a trail, I believe Channel Lakes, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, there was a lot of debris down, trees were down mm-hmm. and we let them know like, hey, there's, it's blocking the, the trail. If you want to go. Yeah, that's another thing. That's not litter, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then we've had, we've had park rangers tell us before that, you know, if you see something on the trail, let us know because they're, they don't have the resources to go and hike all of these trails every single day to keep up with the the trail. There's only so many park rangers. Yeah. So it's not just, uh, it's not just litter. It's like, uh, let us know other trees down is something blocking the path like let them know so that they can keep, keep these them aware of it so that they can maintain it as much as they can for exactly everybody. exactly that's all part of our responsibility when we go out hiking camping in these places so. and also something i do when we are packing for backpacking or a regular hiking trip is i just throw in a plastic bag in our bag exactly yeah just every it's just easy even if it's just yeah you're just going out for a day hike somewhere just put a plastic bag in your backpack and pick up any trash you find along the way it's way easier to pick up trash when you're day hiking or camping where you don't have to take all of that stuff back with you in your backpack you know you can just you i mean you have to take it back in your backpack but <laughs> i mean you're when you're backpacking it's not what are you trying to say? <laughs> We're getting towards the end of the episode, folks. I'm not making You're tired. a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Should we? <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> it's so weird. Usually I'm the one screwing up. You get the idea. Pick up trash, people. Don't pick litter. Pick up your trash. You don't litter, first of all. Second, if you see trash, pick it up. You're like a Smokey the Bear over there. What? Now who's not making that didn't any, make sense. any sense? <laughs> That's with wildfires. She's and- just when she's uh, saying this, she's pointing at me and like very vulgar, and I'm I'm scared. What does that have to do with Smokey the Bear? I don't know. Oh my gosh, we need to end this before <laughs> we say other crazy things. You're either you're gonna have a lot to edit. Sorry about this, Erica. I'm leaving this all in. Okay, perfect. <laughs> per- makes our job easy. All right. So anyway, Erica, where can they find you? Instagram, ESLinger86. And we are on YouTube at Addicted to Trails. You can find me on Instagram at Alexis Abroad. And my travel blog is alexisabroad.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until next time, see you guys on the trails. I'm a blogger.